Hi everyone, welcome to Season 1, Episode 3 of Grace Upon Grace Podcast. I'm your host, Kate, and I am so excited to have you with me for today's episode. I usually like to get these out on Mondays each week, but unfortunately it's been a little crazy this week. I think the federal holiday of Martin Luther King Jr. Day Monday threw me off. When my children are home, it just, for some reason, throws off the whole week. So thanks for your patience as I got this one recorded and ready for you. As I have started the last couple episodes, I just want to start by thanking this amazing community uh, for everyone rallying around me, listening, sharing, giving me feedback, and really being my cheerleaders. I really, really appreciate you. I'm just getting my feet under under me, so thanks for your patience as I get organized. I will have a website coming soon so I can more easily link to resources. People can reach out to me easier. I can keep everything all in one place, share articles, write blogs, all that good stuff, and have sort of a home. So keep following on social. On Facebook, it's Grace Upon Grace KB, and on Instagram, it's at Grace Upon Grace KB. That's also how you can reach me. You can message me through there, or you can email me at graceupongracekb at gmail.com. All right, without further ado, I want to jump into today's episode. When I was thinking about what topic I wanted to cover this time around, I was thinking about how it might be good for me to share with you all how the name Grace Upon Grace came to be for my little passion project here. So... The biggest part, I believe, of my walk in faith and my relationship with Christ has been around grace, especially over probably the past year, year and a half. And because of that, I knew I needed this audience and everyone that I was trying to reach to understand how much grace is given to us by our Heavenly Father, and in turn, how much we are called to and should be giving grace to ourselves and our children. So especially through the lens of parenting, of course, in all of our aspects of our lives in people around us in our day to day spouses, employees, peers, colleagues, friends, family, of course, grace. But what I want to focus on in this episode is first of all, what is grace? What is grace mean in Christianity? what's some biblical truth that points to grace and how do we parent through the lens of grace. And then I want to share a little bit about some experiences I've had in this space and just a little bit of a a story around myself and my husband and our kiddos when it comes to this topic. So let's start with a definition of grace. Let me first say that, as I've mentioned before, I am not a pastor. I'm not formally trained in this. I don't have a background in theology. I just want to find a simple way to understand some of the common elements of Christianity and encourage others through that. So what you hear me to share today is just a little bit of research on my part. Grace especially has layers upon layers. You can research. There are books, lots of places for you to learn more. So just take what I say with a grain of salt and treat it as a way to just connect with you all, share my perspective on it. But I encourage you to go to biblical truth. I encourage you to go to a church or community that is rooted in proper Christian theology 
find your resources, find your people if you want to study more on grace. There are a wealth of, of resources out there, and I'll be referencing a few today that I'll link to, of course, when I post this on social and eventually on my webpage. All right, so having said that, and that little, little caveat, the dictionary definition of grace is pretty straightforward. So think of this as our day-to-day understanding of what grace is on paper and in our heads. It's courteous goodwill, a manifestation of favor, especially by a superior. So simply doing goodwill, giving favor to someone, someone gives favor to you that maybe you didn't really deserve. Maybe the boss gave you a raise, even though you struggled last year because he knows what a great worker you are and you were going through some things. He just gave you favor. Maybe someone opens the door for you. You know, you haven't been the nicest to that person, but you guys went out to coffee to kind of meet up, whatever it was, and they held the door for you. It's simple things that show favor, especially from a superior. Now let's talk about the Christian definition. As mentioned, this can go very, very, very deep. And I'm trying to get to a simplified version because of how I process things and being not super well-versed in my theology and my book smarts. This is what I have down as the Christian definition after looking at a few different sources, a simple one-liner. God's favor and kindness towards us. Interestingly enough, as I was doing some research, I wanted to try out ChatGPT, which is a new AI tool, an open source AI chat that pulls from various resources to give you a detailed answer on a question that you answer that you ask based on research. And so just out of curiosity, I put in how would you define grace in Christianity or how does Christianity define grace? And I took a couple chunks from what chat GPT put together. And I thought this was actually really good. Chat GPT says grace in Christianity is the unearned and unmerited favor of God given to humanity through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is God's love and forgiveness offered to all people, regardless of their actions or worthiness. It is often described as God's gift to humanity. That to me really sums it up. And even though there are layers to every piece of that sentence and a lot of biblical elements to that and where these things are founded, it's absolutely an amazing way to describe grace and Christianity, especially the unearned and unmerited portion of it. We don't deserve grace. It was freely given. And as I talk about how we might manifest that in our parenting, it's the same that we should apply to our children, unmerited, unearned, but given freely. I also chatted with my husband a bit about this because he is more of the theologian than me. He's taken biblical studies courses. He's very interested in apologetics. He studies a lot of key players, speakers, authors. He has his own podcast. It's called Voice of the Vine, where he interviews everyday people, leaders, worship leaders, people who've come from sinful situations or a darker past and and come out the other side better for it through faith. And so when I asked him, I was like, okay, this whole grace thing is overwhelming. Where would you go just to give me like some really good resources that are, you know, trustworthy and really great. And he recommended Dr. Frank Turek. This uh, Dr. Turek is a speaker, author, and an apologetics, apologetics professor and speaker. 
and he has this really short video that he answers a question at one of his speaking engagements. He speaks at a lot of universities and someone asked, you know, is grace really fair? If someone was saved as a young age, they raised their hand, they decided to accept Christ into their life, they're saved, they're going to heaven, they know that in their heart, they're forgiven, and they've received grace. And there's a man on death row, and while he's on death row, he decides to give his life to Christ, and he deserves nothing, it's unearned, but he is given grace. Is that fair? And I really loved Dr. Frank Turek's response. He basically said, of course it's unfair. That's exactly what grace is. It's undeserving. It's unearned. And of course it's unfair because that's what grace is from Jesus Christ. And so he also had this really great quote that I wrote down after he said that to the individual that asked the question. And he said, justice is getting what you deserve. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. And grace is getting what you don't deserve. So I just thought that was a really great way of explaining it and especially answering the question on fairness. Now, again, we could go layers and layers into this, but I just thought that was a really great way of looking at it and comparing justice, mercy, and grace and sort of unpacking that in a single sentence that allows us to absorb it a little bit. So that's just a little bit of research, a little bit of resources. I will link to that video clip. Um, and again, I got some definitions from some different sources and things that I will be sure I link to as well. Now, what does scripture say about this? Well, there are verses upon verses upon scripture, upon scripture, upon passages, upon passages about grace. But what I pulled that was really speaking to me as I was getting ready for this episode was 2 Corinthians 12, 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you. That is such a powerful, powerful statement that I think we need to take a second to absorb. So even when we feel like the world is against us, we're in a very dark place, things are not going our way, all we need is grace. In, in weakness, Christ is strong. Because in our darkest moments, And when we're not sure what else to do, we have to lean on the Lord. And he gives us grace. He allows us to be forgiven, even though it's undeserving and unearned. So I really love 2 Corinthians 12, 9. If you're looking for a passage, maybe for your journal this week, or just to study on and focus on as we talk about grace and you want to absorb more, I highly recommend that one. And also just searching. You can just Google passages on grace and find a a lot of really, really impactful biblical references for grace and how the stories in the Bible have allowed that to shine through and always allowed the individual in the story to realize God's power and that we are insufficient without him and his grace. So let's, let's move forward to how we apply this as parents. We get a general idea of grace. We understand it from a dictionary definition. I've gone over a little bit about what a Christian definition looks like. But what does this look like as parents? Well, I would say the simple and super not simple answer really is that we give this same grace to our children. What we need to do is we need to see our kiddos as cute little sinners, as I recently heard them called on an amazing post I shared on Facebook by Jenny Allen, one of my favorite authors that I follow and just glean so much insight from. She said that our kiddos are cute little sinners 
And so we need to treat them as such. And we continue to build structure and we explain right from wrong and we allow them to quote unquote get in trouble, but we do so through forgiveness, creating an environment of safety. And in my opinion, through compassion and empathy, I'm personally guilty of forgetting to put myself in my children's shoes sometimes trying to sort of sit where they are, especially, you know, when they're younger, mine are only eight and 10 and remembering where they are emotionally and developmentally and trying to just sit in that for a minute and approach things that way. You know, when I was a kid and I, if I were sitting there looking at my mom and dad, how would I want them to approach me? My husband leans more on the obedient side, which is absolutely part of parenting and it's important and it's important element. But we both struggle with grace, especially in the moment. But he leans more on kiddos need to be more obedient. I really want obedience in my home. I mean, there's biblical you know, truth to that as well. But I think there's a balance. And I went on to do more research around grace-based parenting. And I found this article on christianparenting.org. It was written by Sarah Moore. And I read her bio as I was doing research. And she's a mom, an author, a public speaker, a master trainer in conscious parenting. And side note, she's also done improv comedy and like studies it, which is just totally on my bucket list. And if I ever got brave enough to take a class, I would love to do that. Anyway, you go, Sarah. Awesome, awesome writer, author, and her website's amazing. Again, christianparenting.org or the website she published this on. The article is titled Grace-Based Parenting. And she has this really great insight into obedience and grace and what that feels, you know, what that balance is. And it says, quote, Obedience isn't something we need to force, but something we can nurture peacefully. We want to do well for God because we love him. Our children want to do well for us because they feel safe with us. As such, we can proactively forgive our children and teach through peace, following Jesus's model for us. So it's saying there's a place for obedience and there's a place for putting rules in place and ensuring that the home is led well and there are clear boundaries and right from wrong but we can do so through a lens of following Jesus's model for us and that's grace and what I think of as compassion and empathy so again I'll link to that article that was christianparenting.org grace-based parenting article written by Sarah Moore and I just thought that was really really insightful and she goes on to talk a lot about what parenting with grace is not what it is and just some really great tie-ins to biblical truth and more inspiration for you if you want to read that full article that I will link to. So now that we've sort of talked about the definition of grace, how we might apply this as parents, at least in my research and my opinion in my world, I want to share a little bit about my parenting journey and some of the experiences I have sometimes with my girls. So my girls are very spirited. They are very, very intelligent. They are a ton of fun, but because they are so stubborn and strong-willed, which I know is a word that sometimes in Christianity is sort of a negative connotation, but they really are. They have a strong will, which I know they're going to use for amazing things someday, but because they have strong wills and they're very stubborn, they fight with words and they do this both with each other. So when they're fighting with each other and when it comes to moments of disagreements with mom and dad, me and my husband. My oldest has said some pretty hurtful things uh, when she's in a heightened, very upset state. And part of that is her diagnosis. That's her, some of the challenges she has behaviorally between her ADHD, her anxiety, and some of her emotional dysregulation. She has no filter. She has trouble with impulse control. But 
when she's in a heightened, very upset state, she will say some pretty hurtful things about my parenting and about me. And sometimes the words just cut through me like a knife. And even though I have the Holy Spirit in me and with me, I do have chinks in my armor because people, I am human and I'm sure you can relate. I know that the Holy Spirit is in me. I know that I have the armor of God. I, I visually picture these words bouncing off me as a friend once advised for me to do that I think of all the time, but I'm human and words hurt. So I do have chinks in my armor. And sometimes I let worldly things or others' opinions and words hurt me. And with my oldest, what's interesting though, is after we have these really heated arguments and she calms down and I calm down and we sit down to talk, She'll apologize and I'll tell her I forgive her and I love her no matter what. And what's really interesting to me is more than once she's asked, Mama, how do you always forgive me? I don't know how you do that after all the mean things I say. And this is where I have that opening. And I hear the Lord saying, teach her about grace. And I feel the Holy Spirit turning in me and churning in me and saying, keep the good fight. Like keep telling her about Jesus's love for her, about Jesus's love for you, mama, and what that means. And so I get to say, I get to, it's a, it's a privilege as a parent to say, I am forgiving you and I'm giving you grace just as God forgives me and gives me grace. I remind her about our Heavenly Father, that He loves us so much, and He gave His only Son so we can have everlasting life. I remind her that we don't have to earn grace. It's been given freely to us for eternity. And that's a pretty heavy conversation. She's 10, but she's wise beyond her years when it comes to conversation and empathy and being able to navigate deeper conversations. And she usually sits and nods quietly. She absorbs it, and we move forward. And no matter what, or, you know, or matter what happens or what she says to me or how many times I need to repeat this conversation with her, I will. And I think what I'm hoping for and praying for is that just as I'm trying to have a positive self-talk in my head and I'm trying to remind myself of my Heavenly Father who forgives me and gives me grace openly and freely and gave His only Son so that I may live that way, I hope she feels that. And I hope she hears that in her head. My parents give me grace. And yes, we have rules and we have boundaries and we have chores and we have responsibilities and we have consequences for actions, but we can do that through a lens of empathy and compassion. And I think that's what my goal is, especially this year, because I have a temper too. And let me tell you, she's not the only one apologizing after these arguments. I have to humble myself and apologize when I say things I don't mean and my anger takes over. Because again, I have chinks in my armor. I'm human. I let anger get the best of me sometimes. Sometimes I have impulse control issues. So my husband and I joke that no wonder these girls are so stubborn. They are spitting images of us. They, the whole, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> so... I have to humble myself because that also teaches her that, you know, I made a mistake and I'm willing to apologize. And that is, I think, what we talk about, the safe space that children are in as well. They feel like they can tell us anything. They can come to us with anything without fear of backlash or extreme punishment or just this feeling of guilt. Yes, there are consequences. Yes, there's conversations. Yes, there's things we have to work on. 
but there's grace and there's empathy and there's compassion and there's me humbling myself to say I'm not perfect either. So that's my little story about what it's like behind, you know, my doors and what my day-to-day tends to be like and how we're trying to parent with grace, even though we're not close to it just yet. It's something I want to keep working on and something that I will continue to write down probably as my daily struggle as a parent and then hopefully get to write in my journal about that being a, you know, something I'm proud of in my proudest moment of parenting in my journal. One thing that I also find to be extremely helpful in my faith walk is worship music. And as I sort of close out this episode, I want to leave you with a song I'd like you to go check out whenever you have just a couple minutes and you can jump on Spotify. I'd like you to look up the song Table of the Lord by the 12 Stone Worship Team. 12 Stone is the church I'm a part of and my husband and I have been attending since 2010. And when we had our girls, of course, we've taken them to children's ministry after they were born. And my husband and I are involved in small groups and we volunteer and it's just been a huge part of our life and really big part of community. And one of the things that first quote unquote sold us on this church was the amazing worship. So check out the song Table of the Lord. I want to read one line to you that is so relevant in what I've discussed today around grace. And these lines have brought me to tears and they brought me out of the dark and they brought me closer to the Lord every time I listen to them. All right, the line says, grace undeserving, freedom unending. I am your child forever. You love as you find me, then you invite me here to your table. How incredibly amazing is that? That despite what we've done, our past, what we bring, the heaviness, the backpacks we carry, the things that weigh us down, No matter what, we have grace undeserving and freedom unending. We are forever a child of God. He loves us as we are, and he invites us to his table. No matter what, there is nothing you can do to separate yourself from our Lord. And I love to think of that by flipping it. And I would love to have my child sit and someday absorb these words. And just as I'm thinking of myself as a child of God, what if my child thought of this relationship with both their heavenly father and me as their parent here on earth? What if they sat and said, mama, I'm your child forever. You love me as I am. And you're constantly inviting me in. What if our children felt that safe that no matter what they did, especially those of you raising middle school, high school, early college years, of kiddos navigating some really tough things in our culture and our world and making decisions that they're possibly afraid to tell you about. What if they could sit and say, my mom gives me grace unlike anything I've ever seen. And I know that because she said her father in heaven does the same thing. And even though I partied last night too hard or I hung out with the wrong crowd or I tried drugs or I've been making bad decisions, my parents invite me to their table. Their door is always open. They extend grace. They create an environment of safety for me. And we still have tough conversations, but they have always invited me to their table. And because of that same grace, I know I'm invited to the Lord's table. Wouldn't that be amazing? So I'd like you to check out that song again, Table of the Lord, 12 Stone Worship Team. It's on Spotify. And speaking of Spotify, 
check out the Grace Upon Grace Spotify playlist. It has that song and some others, just some of my favorites that I hope will encourage you just overall in your faith journey. I'll add some things, you know, switch it up now and then maybe make some other playlists, but I want you to feel encouraged by that both as a parent and a child of God. So thank you for your time today. I hope this has been enlightening for you. I hope we get to build ourselves up, continue to work on our parenting muscles, bring grace into the fold and start to change the way we think of parenting and lead with compassion, empathy, and understand the grace that our heavenly father has given us and that we extend that to both ourselves and our children. I'm proud of you, I'm praying for you, and I'm excited for what we get to build together. I hope you have a great rest of your day, evening, wherever you're located, whatever time it is, and I look forward to connecting more with you soon. Be sure to follow me on social to get all the updates and all the articles and links and things I've referenced here today. Thank you so much. Until next time.